Welcome to the beautiful city of Campbell River in our Modern Entrepreneur podcast series at the 50th Parallel. That's me. You've got questions, we've got experts. Let's find answers. Welcome to another edition of the Modern Entrepreneur at the 50th Parallel. My name is Rose Klukas. I'm here today with my guests, Rachel Weaver, the Executive Director at River City Inclusion, and Maureen Hunter, Employment Services Supervisor at River City Inclusion. Welcome. Thank you for having us. I'm super interested in today's conversation for a number of reasons. And we've had this conversation, I'm part of a larger group on Vancouver Island called Vancouver Island Coast Economic Development Association. And because as you know, people, but businesses are telling us it's difficult to find people to fill roles. We've had conversations about finding employees in different organizations. And today we're going to talk about what River City does for employment. But before we do all that, tell us a bit about the organization and your history. I know that I think in 2021, that was the 60th anniversary. Yes, we will be turning 62 years old this upcoming October, which is uh, an incredibly long time for an agency like ours to be around. We're one of the oldest uh, inclusion agencies in the province of British Columbia, actually. I think Port Alberni has us beat by a couple of years. But it's impressive that both of those are on Vancouver Island, actually, and not Mm -hmm. on the mainland. Uh, So River City Inclusion, uh, until recently, recently was actually known as Campbell River and District Association for Community Living. It's a very long title. It doesn't really well reflect what we do anymore. Uh, And so it was time to update it and really select a name that represented the community that we are a part of and the work that we do to support individuals. So our new name, River City Inclusion, uh, we're really proud and happy of that. And we think it best represents the work that we do on behalf of, of our clients here in Campbell River and the surrounding geographic area. And our mission, is to provide and advocate for local services to support people of all ages with special needs and their families and caregivers. And we've been doing that for a really long time. And under that banner, we have 27 different programs uh, that range from providing supports to uh, children at birth all the way through end of life, which Mm. is really quite remarkable to have all of those services under one nonprofit society located here in beautiful Campbell River. Nice. So now, Rachel, you're relatively new to the organization, not Rachel, Maureen. <laughs> Maureen, you're relatively new. Rachel. No, no, you were right, actually. Oh, was I right? Yes. Um, ah, okay. So okay. I, I am new. She's Maureen's been around a very long time. So Maureen, tell us a little bit about, you know, how, how have you seen things change over the years? Oh, wow. Um, back in 84, when I started with the association, our association was ahead of the game long before employment was a thing anywhere else, I don't know, in Canada, but definitely in British Columbia. So when I started, we had two what was known as sheltered workshops at the time, as well as we were cultivating different jobs within the community. And that's the industry I came into. I came into helping people fulfill their wish and dreams for employment. So Mm -hmm. we're pretty excited about that. But our community has changed a lot in the sense, and society has, instead of, it's like people are doing us a favor by giving people opportunities who have different disabilities. People are seeing the people I support as really their... um, they're valued. They're, they're valued employees. Thank you. They're valued employees. And people are surprised and they say, wow, this person really likes to work or this person can really do this job particularly. So many of the people that we support have unique gifts and talents that if we can create a 
job that suits their gifts and talents, they just excel at it. I love that because I think as we continue our conversation today, we might talk a little bit about some misconceptions and or maybe what it is like to tap into this area for employees in, in businesses. So course our podcast is about supporting businesses in the community and one of the things that you do like you offer a lot of services and it's quite interesting to hear from birth to to death um, but one of the things that you do is supported employment and customized employment services so this being a podcast about business development and the one thing we hear is that it's really difficult for people to find employees this might be an option for some businesses so tell us a bit about these services and how local businesses could benefit from tapping into the supports our supported employment and customized employment is very similar customized employment we might be working with people who may have a little more barriers they need to overcome whether it be a physical challenge or a visual challenge or verbal challenge so they run pretty similar so we work with the individual if an employer comes to us we would go to their place of employment and say okay what are you interested what are you looking for so the person says i'm looking for a prep cook so then we identify what kind of jobs that prep cook would do and what they need then we go back to the individuals that we support and the people who are interested we know by then who's interested in doing food prep or that kind of thing then we would introduce them to the employer we tend to encourage people to do a working interview which would traditionally be called a work experience but it would be shorter so it would be two or three shifts three at probably the very most and they would go in and see what the job is all about and then if they're interested that's when we would move forward with the employer set up a training plan and whatever else the individual needs kind of support to help them be successful at their job. That's really interesting. And are food businesses one of the areas that a lot of people are looking for employees from, from you? From? Um, food business, there's a lot of larger retail stores need people to work on the floor. There are car dealerships. We work with some car dealerships here in town. Golf courses. We, um, Our local Campbell River Golf and Country Club, but they just changed their name to Pacific Natural Resort. They employ, I would think, five individuals from our program nice. that came through our program in some way or the other. There is a gentleman that works full-time up there, and he's invaluable to their operation. There wow. are over, um, at last count, over 50 local employers who hire our clients, which is a incredible statement of inclusive employee uh, employers in a, a small city. Uh, it's a rather astounding number and shows, um, I, I think it shows that our clients are not just a member of community, they actually are a part of our community and that our local businesses recognize the value that they bring to the place of employment. But we also, under our creative employment banner, have some social enterprise work so that if an employer doesn't have an opportunity available to someone that we support, we that it's not that that person can't work or is incapable of work, uh, it just might not be the right fit. So we've built on our, on our side, on the uh, society side, we've also built some businesses under the creative employment banner uh, and under Maureen um, to uh, to allow for employment opportunities for folks that may not want to be working or may not be able to work in outside businesses so it's a it's a fairly holistic point of view wraparound service for for all of our clients uh, regardless of where they fit and those businesses those social enterprises have been designed with kind of varying levels of need and ability yeah. Maureen perhaps you can 
better explain those? So we have a lawn mowing business. Um, we have a shredding business, a commercial shredding business. Shout out to the city of Campbell River, who is one of our very, very, very favorite customers and the Yay. school district, <laughs> as well as we have, we manufacture log boom markers, or we call them boom boards. So they're license plates for log booms. That's, we've cool. been doing that since um, the mid seventies. Wow. Uh, when we opened up our Skyline Productions, we made cedar lawn furniture and manufactured log boom markers. But as, as the world progressed and society progressed, we had to uh, give up our cedar lawn furniture to be competitive, but our boom board markers have, have definitely continued on. So we've been making those for 40 plus years. Wow, that's super 50. interesting. And it is interesting. And we've already talked about, it's not just a, a nice thing to do for a business, but you're, you're getting a valuable employee out of the process. I read a couple of facts just recently that I thought people might be interested in hearing. And you talked about the Camel River fact, which is even better. But in BC, approximately 334,000 people aged between 15 and 64 years have identified as having a disability. And 55% of persons with disabilities in that age category participate in the labor market compared to about 78% of people without disabilities. Like I said, we talked about this, but a study recently conducted by the Institute for Corporate Productivity found that employees with developmental disabilities contributed to higher productivity, lower absenteeism, and increased customer loyalty. And approximately a third of Canadians with disabilities have some form of post-secondary education. So those are some facts that I just picked up today. But let's chat about some misconceptions that exist when considering employing someone with a disability. So what are some of the common misconceptions? Or are there common misconceptions? Everybody is the same. So when an employer says, well, I tried that, it didn't work. I wanted to say, did you ever hire anyone with red hair that you had to fire? And they usually look at me funny. I said, so does that mean you'll never hire someone with red hair? So I think that's probably one of the, the biggest misconceptions. Or, oh, I, d I don't want to be mean. So educating the employer and the individual's coworkers that it's not being mean to offer some constructive guidance right, and support right. is very, very important. Interesting. And are there supports available to businesses who are dedicated to inclusive hiring? I think that is such an important question because there's such a fear of the unknown, no matter what, what you're faced with in life. And the supports are invaluable to the employer. And I think if an employer is unaware of how the process works, they're going to be that much more likely to not engage. So Maureen and her team do an amazing job of working not just with the client, but with all of our employers, which I think is a test to the number of local employers who hire our clients because they've had such a positive experience through the, the supports. It's, it's not just about supporting the client. It is equally as important that we support the employer. And Maureen can certainly talk about how she does that. <laughs> so th there's a wide range of services. Um, for the most part, we would an individual would apply at your store or place of business. And we would come in and with the employer support, we might job shadow everybody else in this, the 
business and come up with an idea of, of what the employer wants to do. So if they don't come to us with a job description, we'll create a job description. We actually will go to work with the individual and be supportive of them while they're doing their job and do a gentle fade so the person, when the person is independent at the job site, they are independent. Okay. I can't tell you how many businesses in town still have our how to wash dishes up on their wall because we made a task analysis right, right. on how to do dishes and they found it so helpful. helpful. Yeah. So the biggest thing we break the task or the job down into small enough pieces that the individual can learn one piece at a time. And, and if there were to be a, a challenge, the employer can and is encouraged to reach out to Maureen for, for support. They're not on their own. Just like with a neurotypical person, not every job is perfectly suited to each person. And sometimes adjustments or tweaks have to be made. And Maureen and her team are there to support the employer and the client through that process uh, to find the, the best possible solution. Well, and I think sometimes that's the question too. Is there accommodation that I might have to make if I'm hiring someone uh, with a disability? And what could that look like? Actually, there's very little accommodation other than giving the person a bit of extra time to learn their job. If the person has a physical challenge, that's a whole different ballgame. Um, and there may be a commitment of a ramp or lowering a desk or raising a desk. And that has happened, but that's pretty uncommon. So the accommodation is just giving the person time to learn. And so, you know, one of the questions I think people might ask is how is it going to cost me extra as an employer? But by your comment now, probably not. It wouldn't cost you extra. Um, there are some organizations, they're usually federal or provincial organizations that would offer a training subsidy. As a rule, we the uh, River City Inclusion, we're not part of that. So it's not something we offer to employer any kind of training subsidy. And usually after about three shifts, the employer do not feel it's necessary. The individual, they will work for their fee. And many of our clients actually do some level of education, whether it's mm -hmm. a certificate program or uh, that's offered here at the college in town or, or in, in other places. Uh, so they, they do have some level of education and or experience to bring to the table. And, you know, COVID has been, um, I don't want to call it a game changer because Campbell River has a, a deep history of being a community of inclusive employers. And in fact, uh, families from across Canada have, have moved to Campbell River because of the amazing opportunities that have been available to their, their family members and, and children. But COVID and the subsequent massive staffing shortage across the province and, and across the country um, have made uh, I think have broadened the opportunity to hire inclusively. And um, and employers are seeing an unusually high level of dedication from our our, our clients. And one of the comments is, is, is some, it resonates with the statistics that you just read off. Uh, our clients are extremely loyal to their employers. They showed up day in, day out, throughout and continuing throughout the, the, the COVID pandemic. And the, the value that work brings to their lives as well as to their colleagues' lives and to that business is immeasurable. And we're seeing the importance of, of that uh, through this pandemic and, and where people have felt socially isolated and distant. Our clients who have stayed with employers who've continued to employ and needing more people have really, they've thrived. 
It's wonderful to see. Well, I did want to ask you that. I read the stats and I was going to ask, does it bear out that way on the ground here in Campbell River? So when someone is employed with somebody, are you seeing that kind of long-term commitment to employment? Absolutely, yes. I mean, the employers that hire our clients have, many of them have been hiring our clients for years and years. And many of the clients have stayed in that place of work for many, many years. So we've talked quite a bit about the benefits. Are there challenges that employers uh, need to be aware of? I think what I'm hearing is there might be challenges like there is for anybody when you're hiring, but there's still that background support from uh, River City. That probably, in all honesty, the biggest challenge is transportation. Uh, interesting, yeah. Our bus route, it does the best they can with what they know, but it, it really does not accommodate people who have no other form of transportation. Um, so if somebody's at a grocery store and it's the winter time and it's a stat holiday, they have no way to get to work. So lots of people take cabs, lots of people carpool, but I honestly, the biggest challenge is definitely transportation. We will be advocating to the city of Campbell River for increasing their public transportation routes. Yeah, I mean, it's a really good comment, and we recognize that more and more people are looking for opportunities to use public transportation. And that's interesting that that's a big challenge. So anything else that you would like us to know? What what if I am an employer and am interested in employing someone with disabilities? What would the first step be? Give us a call. Okay. A few years ago, Cal Tire, who has shops all across Vancouver Island, B.C., I think even Western Canada, there was a very successful employment program in Duncan. And the zone rep came to Campbell River and they were looking for people to do cleanup and be almost like assistance to the mechanics. And he said, well, how come you don't have anyone working here from the Association for Community Living? And they tracked us down and gave us a call and we had three job seekers at that time who were interested in working in a garage and we brought them over and they had an interview and then the employer explained to us together all of us what it is they were looking for two of the people applied and they stayed there and i believe one of the young men that has featured in our video and uh, ty cranton is still there and doing exceptionally well And I I will give a shout out to your website. There's lots of great information on your website, including some of those videos and really worthwhile watching. And so that's one way that then they can get in touch with you and get the process started. Yes. Okay. Now we're at the part of our podcast where I just ask you some, the same questions we ask all of our guests, and I'll give you each an opportunity to answer the questions. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Rapid Fire. So what was your first job? Oh, goodness. Well, I started working at a very young age. I think I was uh, I was probably babysitting by the age of 11. I grew up in a pretty rural community, so uh, babysitters were in high demand. <laughs> I was probably uh, younger than I should have been. Uh, but my first job out of college was uh, I actually studied television, um, which clearly I'm not working in any longer. But I, uh, I worked for the McNeil Lara News Hour, uh, which is the national news on public television in the United States. Well, and what about you, Maureen? My first job prior to moving to British Columbia, I worked in a summer program for adults with intellectual disabilities. So I was 16 and I got this summer job and I was so excited and everybody I was working with were older than me. 
And at that time, they did a lot of uh, things like going to the playground and doing very childlike activities. And at 16, I thought, I'm not hanging out at the playground. So it wasn't very long before everybody who we were on the program together with were doing all kinds of fun things that were a little more age appropriate. Fun. So long history in the field. Yeah. <laughs> if you were not doing your current job, what would you be doing? We'll start with you. Oh, <laughs> I have no idea. I, all right. What One about... of the greatest compliments I received from Maureen is that uh, when I started my job as executive director two years ago, Maureen was borderline retirement yeah. and she has postponed retiring because nice. she <laughs> truly, truly loves what she does. So yeah. I actually believe her when she says she doesn't know what else she would do because she, her heart and soul is absolutely tied to our clients and to our society and we are so fortunate to have her. That's a lovely answer. Uh, what is your connection to Campbell River? Uh, my connection to Campbell River is actually this job. I, uh, I I don't live in Campbell River. I often wonder if I had just kept on up the highway when I landed on Vancouver Island. I love Campbell River. It is a privilege to me to be able to work in this community. Some of the kindest, most truly wonderful people I have had the the wonderful opportunity to, to, to know in my life are here in Campbell River. But I don't actually have any ties, uh, any personal ties to Campbell River. What about you, Maureen? Have you had a long history here in Campbell River? Um, yeah, I moved here in uh, 83 okay. and I started work with the association in 84 and yeah. I've been there ever since. So I moved here, my um, my brother moved here because his girlfriend moved here, who moved here because her sister moved here. And then I moved here and here I am. And it's such a great community. And today's conversation with you really highlighted what a great community we live in. And if you're an employer looking for employees, please connect with Maureen and with or Rachel and go on to the River City Inclusion website for more information as well. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Modern Entrepreneur podcast series. For more information and to hear more, visit campbellriver.ca.